Welcome to the Generational Clash Pod, helping bridge the generational gap everywhere. Here we are on the eve of UFC 251, and I'm not going to lie, I was pretty disappointed when word spread that Gilbert Burns was having to step down due to the coronavirus. Burns was riding a six-fight win streak into the UFC 251, and I was giving him a real chance to beat Kamar Uzma. Let's just wish him a speedy recovery and hope to see him back in the octagon real soon. But when news broke that Jorge Moscadal was taking the fight in less than a week's notice, my excitement was through the roof. Because as much as I love Gilbert Burns, he's such a well-rounded fighter who I believe can beat anybody. He don't move the needle for me the way Jorge Moscadal does. Jorge Moscadal is box office. He is must-watch TV. And credit is due to Moscadal. He always said he would fight Usman anytime, anywhere. And taking this fight in six days' notice, he proves to be a man of his word. He walks the walk, he talks the talk. So win or lose, he proves to be a bad mother. Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about Jorge Moscadal. Well, there's no doubt he is a bad dude. He's a bad dude coming out of Miami, Florida, who came up in this whole backyard fighting scene with Kimbo Slice. So there is no denying his toughness. But with little to no fight camp and facing a dominant champion as good as Kamar Usman, I think it's going to be an uphill battle. I think with a full fight camp, I believe Jorge can beat anybody in his weight class. And I would actually pick him over Usman, but he didn't have a full fight camp. He had six days. You're absolutely right, Ariel. It's going to be a tough fight. It's definitely an uphill battle. But full camp or no camp? I guarantee Kamar Usman does not fight Jorge Masvidal the way he fought Kobe Covington. Because if he chooses to stand in the center of that octagon in exchange with Jorge Masvidal, to, to put it in Jorge's words, he's getting baptized. He's going to sleep. And if Jorge's able to pull this fight out on such short notice, not only does this become a legendary moment in the sport, he becomes the face of the sport. Face of the sport? Face of the sport. Well, no doubt, this is a super stacked card from top to bottom. Three championships on the line. Aside from Masvidal and Usman, we have the co-main event, Holloway versus Volkanovski. That's actually my pick for fight of the night. We got Peter Jan and Jose Aldo, which should be fireworks. And then Saturday also marks the return of Thug Rose, one of my personal favorite fighters in the sport and she will be seeking revenge when she squares off with Jessica Andrade. And then also possibly Paige Van Zandt's swan song as her UFC contract runs out at midnight. And there's been a lot of speculation of her joining her husband at the Bellator promotion. Well, while we're on the subject of combat sports, there's a boxer out of Toledo, Ohio, 20 years old, Jared, the real big baby Anderson. He's a guy that I think has a chance to be the next great American heavyweight champion. He sits at 4-0 with four knockouts at the moment, and he was scheduled to fight on ESPN's top-ranked card on July 9th, but his opponent Hector Perez tested positive for high levels of testosterone, so the bout had to be canceled or moved. I mean, anyway, I'm a huge fan of the young man. I think sky's the limit for Jared Anderson. I look forward to seeing him in the coming weeks, whether it's against Perez or a fighter to be named. 
Not to mention, he's a guy that Tyson Fury credits for helping him prepare for the Dante Wilder rematch. So we'll all definitely be keeping a close eye on Jared, the real big baby Anderson, as he continues to climb up the rankings. But I've noticed you've been going through some strenuous times at work lately, so I know you were looking forward to this fight card. You hit the nail on the head. I've been super stressed. Guys quitting, guys getting laid off, guys putting herself in quarantine. So if this is the new norm, I definitely need something different. So I was I was definitely, definitely looking forward to this card. I mean, everybody gets up for the heavyweights. I mean, one punch can put somebody lights out. End it all in one second. And when this card was originally announced, the main event had Jarrell Big Baby Miller, a heavyweight contender out of Brooklyn, New York, who in his 24 fights has 23 wins and one draw, 20 by knockout. But he tested positive for PEDs and was a late scratch. And on the undercard, we had Jarrett, Big Baby Anderson. I mean, the up-and-coming young heavyweight. But then that bout also was a late-minute scratch. So I guess there's some meaning to what Patrick Swayze said back in 87. What's that? Nobody puts baby in a corner. Well, at least on July 9th. But on another note... The TBT has been going strong since its comeback on July 4th. And as we record this pod, it's down to its own version of the Elite Eight. And since we're kind of the official, unofficial pod of the TBT, it's only right that we show some love. And the king has fallen. There will not be a repeat champion as number 16th ranked House of Pain was doing more than just jumping around as they took down the number one ranked Commons crew in the field of 16. Led by Mike Dom and his 23 points on 8 from 10 shooting, 3 for 3 from deep, and he added 8 boards just to round out the stat sheet. He has been nothing but impressive during this tournament. And at 6'9 forward that can shoot the lights out, and he's still just 24 years of age, he may be getting a call from an NBA team or two sometime in the near future. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little disappointed that we're not going to get a chance to see Carmen's crew defend their title. And with it being Aaron Kraft's last game as a professional, you're just left wondering, would it have been different if fans were allowed in the building? With Columbus being the host city and Carmen's crew being made up of a team full of former Buckeyes, in a close game, you just got to think they would have fed off the energy of the crowd and that would have been enough for them to bring them home. Now, moving on to other things. This is the time of the pod, again, where we kind of switch things up a little bit and talk about something other than sports. And last week, we touched on Hamilton. Now you bringing up old shit. No, that's not what I'm getting at. On our last pod, you said you love hip-hop music. And since this is the generational clash, tell our listeners what you prefer, old school or new school. Well, I'm not that OG at the party wearing loose Tims, jeans three times too big, and a Coogee sweater screaming my era is better than yours. But in saying that, my era is better than yours. Nah, I'm just playing. But uh, in saying that, my era did bring us Jay-Z, Nas, Big, Pop, Pun, Outkast, Woo, Black Moon. So I'm definitely going old school. But like everything in life, growth and change is going to come. You have to be willing not only to accept it, but to embrace it. And that's why I thought when Nas performed with Lil Nas X at the Grammys, that was a dope moment. 
And just because I prefer the old school, it doesn't mean I don't vibe with the new school. Because I do. Heavy. I love A Boogie, Little TJ, Little Baby, Jada, Prince of NY, Malvani. And there's a kid from Cleveland who I listen to constantly named YFL Kelvin. But that's enough about me. I seen your vinyl collection. I know you own some LL Cool J, some Tupac, and what I believe to be the greatest album in hip-hop history, Nas's Illmatic. So I'm going to pose that same question to you. I plead the fifth. Oh, nah, come on, Ariel. <laughs> okay, then. I'm going to do it like this. When it comes to my ladies... I got to go with the ladies of today. However, I do listen to Queen Latifah and MC Light's voice is just so raw. I think her verse on self-destruction may be the greatest verse in female hip-hop history. But I got to side with my ladies, Nicki, Meg Thee Stallion, and Cardi B. However, when it comes to their male counterparts, it gets a little tricky. I mean, everybody knows I think Pac is the absolute GOAT, and I got Nas just a tad bit behind him. So it's like the quantity of today, but the quality of yesterday, if you catch my drift. I like more of today's artists, but I don't think we have anyone that can touch the top guys of your era, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Your era has mediocrity in abundance. Yeah, whatever. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I guess that's where generations clash. Be safe, everyone. Don't forget to wash your hands, social distance, and sanitize. And in the words of Diggable Planet, we out, we out, we out.